I think our teacher has joined the WGA strike in solidarity. We're not sure. He didn't even write a note. Education. Yes. <laughs> Want to say it again, but fast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take your time. Yeah, couldn't tell if that was a bit or not. Welcome to Video High, your B movie education. Today we talked about 1988's The Rejuvenator. But before we get into all of its ooey gooey wonderfulness, let's take the roll call. Josh Roth. Yes, this is Ashton Laboratories, Trenton, New Jersey. It's about five o'clock in the morning. That's the Homicide Squad, complete with detectives and a British doctor with an inferiority complex towards mad scientists. An unethical medical practice has been reported from one of those big laboratories in the 10,000 block. You'll read about it in the shelves of Blockbuster, I'm sure. You'll rent it on VHS and see it on your televisions. Because an old-time star turned B-movie monster is involved. Not one of the biggest. But before you hear it all distorted and blown out of proportion, before those Hollywood columns get their hands on it maybe you'd like to hear the facts the whole truth if so you've come to the right podcast <laughs> sunset boulevard yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i what, what as i was watching this i was like holy shit it's sunset boulevard meets <laughs> wasp woman that's yeah. all it is oh god i can't wait to get into this sorry uh <laughs> craig hansen well emblazoned on the front of the vhs uh, it has actually a pull quote from variety that says a Elaborate makeup effects. <laughs> and I feel inclined to agree. <laughs> Casey Regan. The Rejuvenator is a movie that challenges you. But it challenges you like this. Hey, would you fuck an old lady? <laughs> would you fuck an old lady if she was young again? Oh, wait, okay. She's young again, but she's more gooey than normal. <laughs> it's the ultimate movie of would you rather. All right, all right. Would you fuck the old lady if she was young again and she was a wasp woman and she ripped your head off? Would you fuck that old lady? <laughs> And I'm Jamie Kennedy saying aging starlet Elizabeth Warren faced being aged out of the studio system and a horrific new miracle drug devolving her into a Corman-esque brain-eating monster, but nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> I forgot her name was, was Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Oh my God. <laughs> God, it was Elizabeth Warren. That's really tickled me. I don't know if I can do the book report. <laughs> I'm laughing Too that we just watched the story of Elizabeth Warren. Goodbye, that old story she told at every campaign stop about the dress that her mama made her out of like one piece of fabric. Like this is her new campaign <laughs> yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll play better than the Native American angle, I think. Yes. <laughs> She's 1% wasp woman. <laughs> it follows you wherever you go. The haunting specter of death and mortality constantly following you around everywhere, reminding you at every waking moment that, hey, 
We're all just human meat sacks slowly crawling our way towards expiration. And although you may take antidepressants or liberally self-medicate with alcohol and cigarettes, nothing can stop the inevitability of aging and death. I was once a Hollywood starlet, the toast of the town. But one day I turned 32, and although I remained big, the pictures got small. No one wants an old crone in their movies, so I wither and fade away to dust in my palatial estate. I was once the booty call of a Hollywood starlet, the toast of the town. But one day I woke up, and my crow's feet were more suitable to that of a chauffeur and living butler. So that's my station in life now. Oh, why, oh, why did I have to grow old? But what if... You didn't. What if your glory days were just another sunrise away? Wouldn't that feel rejuvenating? Now there's Rejuvenator, a remarkable new drug from, well, it's best we don't cite our sources. (laughs) Rejuvenator is the fountain of youth in conveniently injectable form and is your ticket to eternal life and hotness. Hi, I'm Dr. Gregory Ashton, lead scientist on the Rejuvenator team and inventor of this miracle drug. Here at our labs, we harness only the finest of brain goo from reputable sources and distill it using a bunch of scientific jargon to reverse the aging process, first in rats and now in humans. It was so wildly successful, we didn't even need to bother with any of the middle portions of testing. By targeting the areas of the brain that cause aging, we are able to reverse the cellular process and get you looking hot again. And all it takes is one simple injection every six to 12 hours in increasing doses for the rest of your life. Bless Dr. Gregory Ashton. (laughs) Ever since taking Rejuvenator, I feel as though I have my life back. No, I haven't returned to acting just yet, but I have bagged some real hotties from the punk rock show. (laughs) Rejuvenator will absolutely change your life as well as your entire molecular makeup. Don't just take my word for it as a customer. I'm also Dr. Gregory's number one patron in more ways than one if you get my drift. Ask your doctor if Rejuvenator is right for you. If your doctor says no, threaten to withhold funding until he says yes. (laughs) Rejuvenator is a new experimental drug and is not approved by the FDA. Please call your doctor if you have changes in mood, skeletal structure, appetite, or a thirst for murder. Please do not go to the club after calling your doctor about these. He will need to find you immediately. Please do not have sex with your doctor after calling your doctor about these. He will probably need to spend the night workshopping why this drug is turning into a nightmare straight out of Mary Shelley's imagination. Elderly patients taking Rejuvenator have an increased risk of death. Call your doctor if you have fever, stiff muscles, confusion, or skin, or hair just melting right off your face as these might be signs of a life-threatening reaction or if you have uncontrollable hunger for human brains as this could become permanent please note there are only so many readily available bodies for rejuvenator to be harvested from and some days you may have to deal with real duds of brains high blood pressure has been reported with rejuvenator and other drugs like it and in extreme cases may lead to coma death or melting into a puddle of goo on the floor other risks include decreases in white blood cells which could be fatal seizures increased cholesterol weight gain dizziness on standing drowsiness impaired judgment and trouble swallowing use caution before driving or operating machinery maybe ask for a ride from your living butler who lusts after you. For more help putting more distance between you and the shadowy Grim Reaper of Death, ask your doctor about prescribing Rejuvenator. Whatever happens, I can't wind up any worse than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's up to everyone else to find out how much of that was just ripped directly from an antidepressant commercial I watched on YouTube. (laughs) 
God, I'm excited for your YouTube suggestions now. I know. <laughs> also, your targeted ads are just going to be like, hey, Jamie. You okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, YouTube has already called in a wellness check for me. <laughs> Jamie, you watched this one antidepressant ad of 47 times. <laughs> Everything cool. You know what cures depression? This movie. This oh. movie was the best movie. Uh, so great. It was really so great. I've discovered an area in the medulla of the brain that controls the aging process. You've discovered the fountain of youth. No theories of regenerative pathology border on the insane. What is happening to me? The experience Greg, when I asked for a creature feature, I didn't expect a Sunset Boulevard ripoff, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It was a feature, all right. It was it was a damn show, baby. This was drama, high drama mixed in with our icks and gicks. I uh oh no, I what it, I thought it was I thought it was middling. Oh, I, was, I, I just happening. like this what? I don't know. We just can't this, all be on the same page. It's just not just, possible for us. Was, I don't know. There was nothing. What I guess I've just you? seen this. I've just seen this movie like a hundred times. It's this like one of these movie? things. <laughs> there's a lot of these movies and mostly it's just like no one was going for it like the creature effects team did a bang up job yep. but you do have to wait for that for an uncomfortably long <laughs> very boring first 45 minutes and then it's like it tickles your feet a little bit it goes like like ooh. You like that? You go, yeah, I would like a, I would like a lot more of that. I would like the next 45 minutes to be just that. They're like, ha, 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 no. Wow. I, I yeah, am surprised. I, I can't believe you, man. I don't even know you anymore. Maybe just because I was so obsessed with it being a Sunset Boulevard ripoff. Greg, what you were describing was, for me, a boon. Like, the fact that this movie starts so dull. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt like I kept tripping over a really good movie on my boring walk, right? And that kept getting more fun. And like the things I I needed to trip over became just larger hurdles. <laughs> this metaphor doesn't make any sense, but the movie damn it, was, I don't know, there was surprise for me in this. Like what I like about this over like a shadow creature is in shadow creature, our monster gets turned like within the first 30 seconds of the movie and you're following. I get it. Like then you get the goopiness and the monster for the entirety of the movie, which has its charms and is very cool. But I liked seeing like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde aspect of this and like yeah. living with the character who was becoming the monster and like choosing every Ron decision at every turn of the movie. Seeing that arc, I think, was what kept me going. Also, you see her evolution into a monster both like <laughs> literally and metaphorically. Like she becomes like, well, I guess I gotta eat brains now. Like, okay. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Nope, like, gotta I'm eat brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, only, the, only, the issue with it and the issue with both of the things that you just said are that assumes that you like anybody on screen at all. <laughs> and I didn't. You didn't like Diet Bradley Whitford? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. That, that so... Bradley Whitford was not on a diet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't like watching Uatu the Watcher? 
<laughs> it's, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a character. Doctor Gregory Ashton is his... he the worst doctor? Yes. Like yeah, yeah. Was he the was he the worst Greg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he. It's also I hate movies where there's like a mad scientist character who's only character development is i need more time yeah, yeah. <laughs> no like he basically doesn't say anything else the entire movie like he he says serum 500 times yes. and i need more time 400 Listen, times as and she says greg he doesn't fuck around with words and that's why she loves words, him yeah. and that's why we should love him too <laughs> exactly. also also very important she does love him he gets it in greg <laughs> That's that's a well-rounded <laughs> character right there. He's got he's focused on uh his duty and that booty. <laughs> <laughs> the strength of this movie is that it starts so boring and it's a movie about wooden planks making increasingly insane decisions. <laughs> and I loved that. The fact that it wasn't Jamie Wright, Shadow Creature, the fact that people weren't Looney Tunes only helped when they started exploding and melting. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's a misdirect, right? Like, nothing doesn't happen in this movie that you weren't expecting to happen. Well, (laughs) with some exceptions, I suppose. But it's like the fact that it happened to people who were not freaking out and still pretending as if like, ooh, I just got to keep this away from the, you know, <laughs> review board. <laughs> That's how we'll solve this situation. Right? It's like, falling off left and right, but my biggest worry, that British guy over there. <laughs> yeah, my peer review coming up. Yeah, there were a lot of accents flying around this. <laughs> yes. I don't know where this movie takes place no no well, i new love- york we do know it's new york because there's a line about the bridge and tunnel crowd that's true. That's right. true. I don't think, but i don't think that that's a i don't think that's a new york specific term name another city with a bridge and a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> sure some have bridges some have tunnels but in, only in the greatest city in the world do we got both. greg did you watch it on vhs yeah did the audio slip by about 20 seconds towards the end of it. <laughs> no. That's true. I think that hindered your enjoyment of the movie. I, and, <laughs> you know what? and on top of that, I'm going to admit to a heinous crime, maybe up there with human experimentation with, with God. Um, because it was out of sync for us, I did watch this on YouTube at 1.25 speed. <gasps> I know, which is a crime against editors because I did not watch it with the pacing as intended. But I feel like that also helped things a lot. <laughs> yeah. You watch the entire movie with 1.25 Yeah, speed. I watched the entire movie that, at I, Yeah, I mean, I could, I could imagine shaving a solid five minutes off this <laughs> would movie help. would be helpful. <laughs> so well paced. What a, what a taut, well paced creature feature you watched. Also just pitch shifting up the audio a little bit, probably. <laughs> Because the, the opening credits start with music, and I sure hope you like it because it doesn't get any more interesting than this. No, it doesn't. How did you... Wait, did you like it, Greg? Did I? No. What? These were... Casio fucking sting, sexy Casio stings. You love no, Casio. That was, that was the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't sexy. It was. It, it was I, maudlin. It was. Right. It was. It bad was just like sexy it, Casio stings. No, no, no. no. Would, bad sexy Casio stings is like what it's going like. Like. Did Danny Elfman just join the Zoom call? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more like when Danny Elfman does Zumba. 
<laughs> that's the sexy Casio that I want. I don't want the like the guy who's high on heroin watching this movie being like, is this movie about me? And then just like <laughs> slowly going ba 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 ah. <laughs> like no, but then sometimes knowing you need a little spice and going wee weenie wee weenie wee that's guys the should shit we start right a band? <laughs> I sure yeah. wished I liked this movie because there's a lot of elements I I did, but I just couldn't. We just keep returning to the same thing. Dude, like, you pick the movies. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I literally thought you were saying, we just keep watching the same same movie, it feels like. (laughs) Well, whose choice is that? The movie's plot is just like, she needs injections. She needs more injections. No, I hear you. She does get it. She does need a lot of injections. No, but it's escalating. It escalates. She doesn't chop a head off until the end of the movie, you know? Right, right. They could have thrown us a good murder decapitation 30 minutes in so that we knew it was going to happen. Instead, it waited until an hour in. At (laughs) 1.25 speed, it flew by. (laughs) That was was minute 30 for you guys. That was the first act break. (laughs) Oh, hello there. I didn't hear you come in. Pleased to meet you. The name's Joe Gillis. I'm a modestly successful Hollywood B-movie screenwriter living on Sunset Boulevard. And I'm here to tell you about Act 1 of today's film. I didn't write it, but you can bet a saw buck I wish I had. Our story begins as so many do in a dank, dark, dinky laboratory. A teeny tiny Muppet hand rattles at a cage. Specimen 5254 has escaped. This is the lab of Dr. Gregory Ashton and his assistant, a doctor whose name I didn't catch. (laughs) Stella. Stella. I wasn't here for the previous part, so I don't know to whom you are referring. Hey, can we send a note down to Joe Gillis or whatever that uh, it's Stella? In in the announcement. Can't hear you. I'm in the announcement booth. I'll run a note. I'll run a note to him. Yes. Ah, okay. Her name was Stella. Thank you, Casey. You may go back to class now. (laughs) Got it. I got it too. Dr. Gregory Ashton and Stella are working on a serum to reverse the aging process. And because this is a B-movie with a name that sounds an awful light like another B-movie starring Jeffrey Combs, you can probably see where this is going. Stella tells Dr. Ashton that all of their lab rats are dead. Their brains have been ripped out and devoured by one Muppety specimen, 5254. Dr. Ashton goes to a swell Jersey mansion to see his patron, Ruth Warren. She's a faded silver screen starlet with gams from sunset to Wilshire. She bemoans the time when studios made great pictures with great stars, not the great deals that they make now, which she's probably using in the pejorative sense because I'd sell my boiler for a great deal. Ruth threatens to cut Ashton's funding if he doesn't. Get a dictionary of noir slang ready. Ruth threatens to cut Ashton's funding if he doesn't finish the serum soon. 
Ashton returns to his lab where Dr. Germain is waiting for him. This cutter's a real piece of work. A Brit fixing to discredit Ashton and his regenerative biology research. Well, turns out threats work because Ashton makes a breakthrough with his serum. They watch a lab rat turn into a smaller lab rat, which I guess is a success. I'm no scientist. <laughs> Ruth wants to go under the knife ASAP. Ashton wants her she'll need a constant supply of serum to stay young. The serum comes from juice in the brain that's been harvested from cadavers. The next day, Ruth is prepped for surgery. Wilhelm, Ruth's ex-lover turned live-in butler, has some vague threats about the surgery succeeding. And then there's a giant needle in the foreground that transitions us out of the scene, which I am definitely stealing for my next picture. A few <laughs> days later, Ruth wakes up covered in invisible man bandages. Ashton takes them off to reveal the surgery has worked. If the purpose of the surgery was to make Ruth look like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> but Ashton says it'll clear up in no time. Stella warns Ashton that the lab rat is needing more and more serum. Here's where we learn the horrible truth that we all knew all along. Ashton is using the cadavers to make his serum. He's squeezing juice out of those brains like so many lemons. Desperate for more brain juice, Ashton hires a sketchy guy named Hunter, which, speaking as an experienced B-movie screenwriter, I can only assume was a placeholder. <laughs> Ashton finds Ruth enjoying her new body. Ashton's excited for fame, but Ruth wants to keep the Fountain of Youth to herself, and they start necking. Stella is none too happy to hear that Ruth's been dismissed, but Ashton's too busy getting dressed up to care about ethics right now. So Ashton goes over to Ruth's for a black tie dinner complete with private orchestra. She tells him her plan to become Elizabeth, her own fake niece and inherit all of her own wealth. Wilhelm watches creepily while they dance the night away. I am so disappointed at one thing, Greg. One thing. That the... The fact that Wilhelm did not scream. So sad. Yeah. So sad. I don't know, Greg. This is this you're gonna you're gonna have to work pretty hard to claw me back from loving this movie, dude. I wish I liked this movie. This is I'm yeah. not trying to be like, you're wrong. The whole time I was like, come on, guy like the fact <laughs> that this something. movie lost me is frustrating because I love the log line, I love the gore effects. I love every moment that it has a stylish flair. It's, I just kept being like, do something. <laughs> As somebody who has a 16 year old made a feature length film where the characters just do the same thing over and over again for 85 minutes. And then three years later, watching it and being like, hmm. Maybe they shouldn't have done the same thing <laughs> for 85 minutes. Depends on how good that same thing is. Because, exactly, like, you know, jo exactly. John Wick, they do the same thing for four hours, and I could four watch movies. that all day. <laughs> four, four goddamn movies. Again, this is a thing that I thought was a strength, because you're right. It's a movie that's been done billions. Like, it's a 50s movie, right? Like, it's a movie yeah. they were making when they could first be like, hey, let's put some claws on Terry, and I think we got a movie over here, right? Yeah. Like, it's like... Yeah, we have two days one set 50 bucks let's do it <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> people will uh pin each other in the back of someone's you know jalopy to this which i think meant getting fingered right <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what what? <laughs> rip off report card just about that please you can paint it up in all the 50s lingo you want but they would they were finger fucking in those cars at those drive-ins i mean Mark yeah my words. probably sure. I, I don't know if they had slang for it like that <laughs> whether it's done well or not i don't know for me watching it in 
<laughs> the most 80s as hell setting. Black leather couches <laughs> with no backs. And yeah, just like checkerboard tile on the walls. But you're doing Dr. Enormagus's she male monster or whatever like that like like a like a a beauty beast bonanza movie but you're doing it with like a cuisinart in the corner that's hilarious to me even if it's bad yeah no i think there is something charming about like a 50s monster movie like terror bikini beach or something but it's all the 80s there's something interesting there there is there's a couple of things at play One is that there are better versions of that synopsis. Two is that the movies in the 50s and 60s had the good sense to be 65 minutes long. <laughs> Again, 1.25 speed. Sell this on you. Yeah, you, you watched the movie wrong. Any other dead animals? No, but... But what? Specimen 5254 is gone. Does anyone else know this? No, I came to you as soon as I saw. Good. I want you to alert security to double their watch on this wing. Have them send a copy of last night's videotapes to my office immediately. I want you to scan through them for anything out of the ordinary. Doctor, what do you think happened? I don't know. To your credit, Greg, the opening set me up for a different movie. Honestly, the opening set me up for a movie I cared less about because we're, but like, because it it was, you know, oh, this creature has escaped. And I'm like, okay, Mm. the creature has escaped and we're going to be chasing after it. It's going to be killing people. And it's like, no, I found it. It's a puddle of goo on the floor. I'm like, (laughs) oh, all right. Not the inciting incident. Never mind. All right. Continue. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's over here. I didn't even care about all of that. I just wanted any character to do any thing that I remotely cared about <laughs> until an hour in when she started to turn into a guar creature. <laughs> like, I don't know. I liked seeing stupid people make stupid decisions. No, weirdly. Uh, it's not I don't about know why. It's not about stupidity. It's about uninteresting. There's no expounding of her acting career, her wealth. There's none of... The no, the, the most interesting piece scene. of character development that she gets is the fact that she has a fucking chamber orchestra <laughs> in her, at, at her dinners. Like, and that's, apparently a pedal guy. Yeah, that and just, a pedal guy. Don't forget the pedal guy. A guy she hires to just <laughs> drop pedals on them while they're dancing, which was rad. No, she's got that whole scene with, uh, with Ashton where she's doing the whole Norma Desmond bit. I was a great beauty in my day. And a great star. And the studios made great pictures with great stars. Now, they only make great deals. Do you know how long it's been, Gregory, since I've had a decent part? 20 years with your procedure. Well, I could have it all again. And you will, Ruth, you will. But I can't risk it now, not until the serum is perfected. I could be dead by then. That's where it begins and ends. Like, literally where it begins well, and ends. because she's a different actress the rest yeah. of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not her anymore. I was hooked when uh, Stella walked into the scene. First line of the whole damn movie was, Doctor, have you been to the animal section yet? <laughs> I was like, what? Where are we? <laughs> what, what, what hospital is this? <laughs> I know. I forgot it was even called Ashton Labs when I was writing the book report. I'm like, oh, right. It had a name. Okay. (laughs) Well, it 
did, but it doesn't really make sense because he's only got like part of the laboratory. So right, right, right. He's he's time sharing. Yeah, and, and, and like, why is Doctor you know Doctor British guy there? I I really don't know. Well, but. he does actually. To be honest, the movie asks that question. The movie literally goes, British guy, why are you fucking here? And he goes, I have the credentials. And they go, all right, all right. Yeah, that checks that out. Sounds right. No, but then, you know, this is the sort of minutiae we probably shouldn't focus on, but it's like, I didn't want the movie, I didn't want the cre- the looking around for the little ghoulie on the floor movie, which yeah. thankfully it didn't give us, but there was something really fun and tantalizing and then funny about, the, the, you know, they get down, there's a bunch of broken cages and they're like... What happened? What happened to all the rats or whatever? And then Stella goes, oh, and also specimen 5254. And then we like Wes Anderson pan over to like a cage, a steel cage that's been like Hulk punched open. And it's like, holy shit, this is a whole new movie now. And then then they're like, hey, don't tell this to anybody. I'll 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 see what I can do. And then he just looks around the side of the cage and there's a pile of dog or whatever, right? There's just a and a, and a brain, yeah. It's it's a little. It's hard to like get your claws into your little Muppet claws, your insect-like claws into newly formed claws because you know we we know nothing. These people don't seem to be. They, they're not bringing a lot of gravitas to the screen as performers. <laughs> We've just been looking at animal guts, <laughs> like for whatever. It, you know, like we don't know anything yet. Even uh, I remember he's been. He was like, "Go watch the tapes, Stella." And then yeah, he's yeah. like, he's looking at the rat carcass, like no brain. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> then he walks into the CCTV room and st- he goes, "Anything?" And she goes, "Nah, nothing yet." As she takes a VHS out of the VCR, <laughs> which is probably the experience this movie created for a lot of people. Right? <laughs> anything yet? Hey, anything? Nope. No, just some like characterless dialogue and a couple dead rats <laughs> out, out of the VCR. It just didn't take any real chances beyond the makeup effects. And so, like I said in my opening thought, elaborate makeup effects. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about the makeup effects because they're great and uh, and they're very gooey and I really liked them. And I really liked that they were there because otherwise I would have fallen asleep. (laughs) Well, there's not an act one. Well, no, there's the, he finds the dead specimen. Yeah, the dead specimen with his cool brains ripped out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, And then there's the sloth makeup when she wakes up. The first right, time. The, the, you know, the fact that Specimen Kool-Aid Man, oh yeah, out of his steel box. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little Muppet hand. Cool yeah. The movie opens with a little Muppet hand just going. The, well, this yeah. was a successful use, I feel like, of the Jaws strategy. Because, you know, we've seen Ooh, things before okay. where we don't see the whole monster and you can tell. It's like, okay, they couldn't afford it. But this one was used so sparingly and, like, at least puppeteered it kind of well that I'm like, I'll allow it. All right, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet, but there's that scene later in the movie when they're also watching VHS tapes, where they're watching the tape of like the little. They knew their audience. They the, knew what their audience was experiencing. <laughs> of the little Muppet, like Muppet lab rat, going like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all like a constant loop, and it's on all the monitors. And I'm just like, this is great. This rules. Look at this little Muppet thing. There were so many TVs in that hospital lab. <laughs> Most of the time, just running static. The stakes of this movie are the one woman who was funding his insane experiment to reverse the aging process um, has waited three years and he hasn't shown any results, which is just like a crazy expectation for something of this caliber. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah, for the for the make me young again. Yeah, vaccine. I mean, like people 
fund cancer research, like intending that they're never going to live to see the results of this. But you, you, you well, but she's like, not a philanthropist. Good she's, point. She's good point. evil. She, she's evil. <laughs> she's an incredibly, a very successful actor who is now. I don't know. Was the deals setting? Is she a, is she a movie executive now? Is she, a, <laughs> does she work for a studio? Listen, they used to pay residuals well, Casey, and you could just retire to your estate. But also, so there's something so funny about you know looking at the IMDb's for the actors in this movie was like that might have added to my horror because it's like I felt like I was <laughs> glimpsing another dimension I've never looked through so many movies that felt so <laughs> real right I don't know what Jessica Dublin that actor who played actually old Ruth what what yeah. age she was not old, not old enough nor a big enough actor to be delivering uh, <laughs> I'm so decrepit I used to be in great movies no you're not and no you weren't no, you're not. why are they making you do this I do love a serum that just brings you back, like, presumably 20 years in humans, a year in might. Like, what is this? I loved seeing the lab rat go to just a little, little bit smaller. Like, not too small, not a baby, just like a little bit Also, not to jump ahead, but like, Wilhelm... I did not notice a difference. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. No, no. Well, they washed the foot powder out of his hair. That's why, yeah. that's why, it's, it was, it's why they told didn't share. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or show, rather. It's like, you are my greatest success. I'm like, uh, whatever you need to tell yourself before you die, dude. Like, <laughs> Well, they looked exactly the same. Yeah. So, of course, he's like, yes, I've made the hottest guy. Another guy with a <laughs> fucking... Like a Magneto's helmet widow's peak. <laughs> like, the most beautiful man in the world. I'm confident the surgery will be no problem, Ruth. It's still the maintenance serum that worries me. What the hell is the serum anyhow? I've discovered an area in the medulla of the brain that controls the aging process through a specialized DNA matrix. By altering the molecular structure of this matrix, I can, in effect, reverse the aging process by regenerating healthy new tissue to replace aging, dying cells. Because the pseudoscience, by the way, just to like give a brief overview, <laughs> is that he's discovered a part of the aging matrix in the, in the brain. brain and the, apparently has cracked the fact that he can make people younger. It's the maintaining them young that's the difficult yeah, thing. Yeah. In order to maintain it, you have to keep giving these injections of direct gray matter into the body, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, he's just putting brains into a juicer. And yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not science. That the real science that he's hung up on is he can't develop an artificial serum in order to like make this maintenance something that happens and not melts you into a bunch of goo. A <laughs> lot like, of yeah. open-ended things that should that like were not made clear before uh, committing someone to this. Also, he's not good at getting the juice out of cadavers. No. He gets no, very yeah. little juice out of the cadavers, he says. Dr. Ashton lives in a shady-ass world, y'all. <laughs> he's making... He, he's he making knows cadaver people? Of, yeah. Yeah. A Fountain of Youth booster. He's like doing dead body deals. He's got a like British detective peer reviewer like breathing down his neck. I think you're hiding something. Something I should know about. When I'm ready to publish, I'll publish. Until then, my research is quite sensitive. I'm sure it is. I don't have to tell you how I feel about your methodology. And I'm not alone. My colleagues on the Ethics Committee agree that 
by contemporary standards, your methods are quite unsound. There's a lot of Europeans for a movie that presumably takes place in New York. Yeah. Which is why I was like, what is happening? Where are we? Like, we have... we. It's we, in another we world. We have an, an, an aging starlet. We have a pre- She's all that transformation sidekick. We have two <laughs> separate Brits. We have a German. Like, it's <laughs> like what? Also, like, he is one of the schlubbiest doctor men you can picture. And he is pulling it from everyone. Like, Stella oh is God. in love with him. <laughs> yeah. His exper- lab experiment is in love with him and doesn't need to be in love with him because, like, she's got to well, love her on site. She yeah. makes sense because. Presumably, she's obsessed with her youth, and he's given it to her. Okay, Stella okay. makes no sense. Oh, other he's than giving it he, to her, all right. He, <laughs> Stella, Stella makes no sense except several for, injections. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, he's just overworked Stella to the point of like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> like, that woman doesn't sleep. She's no, up she all doesn't. night. Uh, she would be great with Wilhelm then, the man who sits in a wooden chair all night awaiting his love's awakening. Yeah. I, I just love watching an aggressively balding man get what he's deserved slowly over 90 minutes, right? Like he was boring, he was evil, he was a bad doctor, a weird guy, a not like fun hangout, bad <laughs> boss. And I knew, I didn't know how it was gonna happen, but I knew at the end he'd be dead and this would all mean nothing. And I was so excited <laughs> to see just what meant nothing yep. throughout. I wanna take you all on a quick tangent to Brian Thomas Jones, the director's filmography. Yes, please. If you go to his letterbox, he has directed five movies three of which were in 1988 and 89, Rejuvenator, Posed for Murder, Escape from Safe Haven, right? So he basically does, you know, genre stuff. Uh, Pause in career, or at least in directing career, until 2001, when he makes a movie called The Eggplant Lady. What? (laughs) Which which is like a coming-of-age drama. Can we uh, watch it? (laughs) Wait, it's not about a woman who turns into an eggplant? Can we please watch it? Don't believe so. And I'm not always a big fan of these like letterboxed reviews that are just making a joke, but this one <laughs> by Band Revenger, he just wrote, Hey, yo, I'm about to eggplant my lady. This old bitch knows what's up. <laughs> you could put that review under the rejuvenator and it would still kind of work. Yeah. <laughs> Also, his most recent movie he directed was called Slammed from 2004, featuring our boy, Justin Whalen from Dungeons and Dragons 2000, and Zachary Ty Bryan from (gasps) Home Improvement. Oh my god, two of our boys. And Bigfoot, an unforgettable encounter. I guess it's kind of an action comedy about people in the underground backroom bar wrestling scene this is well, our new series we have to watch these greg i, I really want to watch the, well, i don't gotta watch yes. that i'm so glad because this is one of our other movies with a wikipedia right so there's a couple little just tidbits worth reading and actually weirdly had a lot of production information it on did this. no plot did but a lot of production wikipedia? In- yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> and the director said talking about the project made some reference to like I don't I'm I wasn't really into gore monster movies I wasn't really into that sort of stuff and I you know I almost 
you know, look again, looked at his IMDb, but had like an HP Lovecraftian, the same with everyone else's IMDb, just like a, a low, like, <laughs> thing through my head. And I was like, I don't, I can't look at this. I can't get into that at all. <laughs> I will be uh, sure that. And it looked like all the subsequent things were just like genre monster movies. So I was like, oh no, was he trapped? He, like Ruth Elizabeth, just made the decision early. Yeah, sure, I'll make a movie. Uh, yeah. And that has to live with those consequences for the rest yeah. of the... <laughs> sort of Ruth and... Yeah, but I'm glad he, he got out and was able to do The Eggplant Lady. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that, that was that was top on his list in 1988. That is true that Ruth and Elizabeth, she comes on the scene as... I used to be a starlet. I used to be important. I used, to, and that's all connected to my beauty. Make me beautiful again, so I can be in pictures again, right? That will give me value, right? Right. And the minute she is turned, she is just the first thing out of her mouth is, "Don't tell anyone about this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. yeah. we're we're we are now completely under wraps, right? NDA, 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 NDA. NDA. Old Ruth and young Ruth sure didn't seem like a huge age difference. No. Like, it really didn't. It, I wrote down, I guess she's younger. By Hollywood standards, I think she's still not within their, their range, oh, yeah. sadly. Uh, they got to right, go Maybe that was younger. it. Maybe she was like, all right, well, he can't get me back into my 20s. So, But I, I can I'll go just... have a lot of sex with different people. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. It's me, Nervous Norm, the class's clumsy medical student, here to bring you the, frankly, very terrifying second act of The Rejuvenator. Uh, it starts with some tense music and some hard-to-decipher images of inside the lab. And what we will later learn is a mutant monster rat's tail. Well, speaking of tail, Gregory is getting some. Nice, dude. And while I have never, ever had it, it looks good. <laughs> After a solid stooping... In the middle of the night, Ruth slash Elizabeth wakes up looking like the lady in the Titanic Rat Brown story, and she's not too happy. She, in monster voice, yells at Dr. Ashton, which is very funny to use monster voice like that. This is a dream sequence, but one that proves to be also exactly what's happening in real life, Unclear. Ashton's got to give her a big heaping dose to stabilize her, which is exactly what Stella's doing to the rats in the labs. Stella's coming at Dr. Ashton with some big facts about heroin addiction. I mean, anti-monster syrup. And how she's going to be chasing the white dragon till she's wrangling him. Giddy up, giddy up. <laughs> Ashton doesn't want to hear any of the ifs, because if he did that, then he'd have to start thinking about things like consequences to his actions. <sighs> well, they're going to need some more serum, and fast. Good thing that he had pre-ordered some corpses, and they arrive in the middle of the night, which Tony, the security guard, also correctly thinks is very weird. He, he alerts Dr. Jermaine, which is more good police work on the part of a security guard in this movie than we get from, like, an entire police force in most of the movies that we watch. Now, bargain basement Bradley Whitford is too busy making extra serum to be able to inject Elizabeth with his syringe, and so she goes elsewhere for her receding hair-lined men. 
But Speedo McGee doesn't like waking up next to petroleum-jellied old ladies with claws in the morning. <sighs> to make matters worse, their scream-less order of cadavers just didn't work out super well because, quote, drug addicts have less brains than we do. <laughs> and there's just not enough syrup to go around. <sighs> if only he can get some live specimens. Well... Dr. Germain arrives to remind us that there are presumably stakes in the movie, and we're on a deadline for Ashton to complete experiments before Germain gets him arrested, uh, but that's in a little bit for some reason. <laughs> Elizabeth goes to a hair metal show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hits on young men and then transforms in the bathroom before busting out and splattering the braids of someone in a phone booth before calling Dr. Ashton to Uber her home. <laughs> now, in the car, it's very scary, but Ashton continues for the hundredth time about how he needs more serum, and then Elizabeth drops a beating braid on the, <laughs> on the seat. Tony, the security guard, he's waiting for them in the lab to stop them, but Monster Lady twists his head off. Now, Ashton gives her yet a, a more serum because this time it's more concentrated, but yet it's set to maudlin Sith noodling, so it doesn't <laughs> feel like uh, any different. Stella is instructed to watch Elizabeth that night as he needs to keep everyone under lock and key so that there will, quote, be no more killing, which is my least favorite thing for this movie to try and do. <laughs> that night, all hell breaks loose. Both a rat monster escapes and Elizabeth transforms, lopping off the top of Stella's head to feast on her brains. And when Ashton arrives, he's told that... He's no longer needed, as she's figured out that chomping on dobes will do it for her. <laughs> well, uh, I've got to go back to studying, so uh, I'll see you all later when I'm last picked for gym. Grey's Anatomy did not cover any of this. Sorry, Norm. <laughs> Show or book. I loved her Meta Luna alien hair. Yes! yes. Oh my she god. She looks like, so great. Yeah. Tall foreheads unite. She looked like she fell headfirst into Krang. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she went to a barber and said, Give me a baboon's ass. <laughs> also, her Give claws. me the mega mind. I love the mega mind. Yeah. <laughs> make it make it Mars Attacksy. Have you seen have you seen that MTV show The Head? No. Neither has anybody. Do that. <laughs> I loved her hands like her hands turned into claws but also her hands got other hands like there were like protuberances yeah. on yeah. top was of that it just were are... they just doing wasp women or whatever were they or the or didn't the fly come out like the year before this were they just being like yeah bug hands they yeah. got probably like, insect Chit feelers just chitinous things like throw yeah, as yeah. much cartilage as you can into the appendages. Also, I loved that she was wearing a silk robe the whole time. Let's <laughs> yeah, see when she does pop the lady in the in the phone booth, and Ashton shows up and he kneels in front of the body and it's like my god or whatever, and she just like books it from one side of the frame <laughs> and gets in the car and is like take me back to the lab. Uh, <laughs> but it's that it's that flowy nighty. I was like that's. Cool. Like I did like that. I genuinely That's a cool like choice. That. Like, yeah. I like That's it. a good way to hide your prop. Greg, how can you not love when a modulated voice screams? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> 
yeah, that's the thing is she became a monster immediately. That's what I loved about this movie, right? Is it wasn't like she, yeah, she slowly started like like bits of her face started coming off. She was like, I'm not beautiful. And she had to start like pasting it or whatever. It, it didn't death become her, right? <laughs> she immediately, the serum wore off and she was a, a creature. Yeah. But with the ability to be like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> why why yeah. am I uh, why am I a monster now? I can actually answer this question and dovetail your death becomes her okay. thing. The answer is I did love it. I wanted more of it. Death Becomes Her is actually also kind of a good example because that's a movie I, I also watched like for the first time maybe three weeks ago. And yeah. For the first 40 minutes of the movie, I was like, I don't think I like this movie. It, it, it just wasn't that fun. You know, it was a lot of commenting on looks and Hollywood and like how people are perceived and how people are valued. And I was like, you don't really need to tell this to me because I already feel this. Like it's preaching to the choir. But then the movie gets so batshit crazy and so fun, so wildly over the top that I was like, all right, you won me back. You had to win me back for 40 minutes of discomfort with something that is so big that it can't be ignored. And this movie just doesn't do that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a movie that gives me at the end of the movie what, what, what I would describe as a requisite 80s horror movie amount of special effects. So it's not like this is beyond what exists in other movies like this. It does what it's supposed to do. It just waits a long time to do it. When we were in college and I would talk to people and they were like, didn't you love this movie? It was so well shot. And I'm like, there's a lot of really well shot movies that have a good story or that have something else. And this is that, except replace well shot with 15 minutes of good special effects at the end. Yes. With the help of my dear Wilhelm, I am now known to the staff as Ruth Warren's niece, Elizabeth, and will be in charge of the house until Madam's return from an extended vacation. <laughs> what an excellent idea, Elizabeth. But we both know there will be no return, right, Gregory? I wish I could be so sure. this maudlin talk let's live for the moment he by all rights and this is certainly judging the book by its cover but by all rights should be the guy arriving at the end of the movie looking at the pile of goo and going damn this town shaped person should be doing in this movie right so to make him the like romantic lead <laughs> yeah the, the lothario doctor who's trying to solve death is funny to me by itself and so the fact that he goes over to her house she's hot now she's like i'm elizabeth uh, uh elizabeth warren <laughs> and he's like collar pole sure <laughs> and then they fuck and then the next morning he's like he wakes up and goes Elizabeth, like, oh, you've really bought in. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even... She's like, I'm a new person. And he's like, yeah, that uh, that's exactly the cognitive dissonance I was going to go with, too. Elizabeth? <laughs> in the second act, it's around the time when the movie starts to give us good special effects that also starts to give us good lines, mm. which was the bit in the car when she's dropped the brain on the thing and he's like, let me see your face. Let me see what you look like. And she's like, no. And he's like, as your doctor. is <laughs> like, like such a great, and then he goes like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. So apparently brains beat 
That's cool. That's cool. I, I love it being handed over like a cat dropping a, a bird on your doorstep. Like, I brought this yeah. gift for you. And it's like, this doesn't help me. And it's like, well, if you're not going to use it. <laughs> you can eat that. The makeup on her face when she dropped the brain and he looked back at her. It yeah. did have that look of like those guilty dogs. And it's like, who ripped up that couch? <laughs> Also, the on the waterfront bit is so is so wild. I know. Though it shouldn't be because it is a movie about an actor. I just couldn't believe they hunt a lantern because he does the Stella thing, and I was yeah. literally starting to write in my notes of like, oh, he just did his best Marlon Brando, and then she says, "Stella, <laughs> your Brando needs work, darling." I'm so wondering if they only named her Stella for, for that, that, or if yes. they did it. They weren't anticipating it, and the actress on set goes, does that, and they go, oh, that's good. Either way, yeah. The other thing I love about this is, like, okay, you talked about earlier her, like, descent into being a monster, not just physically, but internally. I love that all of her choices are her own. Like, she tries to, like, come up with, like, it wasn't yeah. me, it was the monster, and, like, <laughs> no one, be- including her, believes it for a second. It's like, girl, you've been in control this entire time. I like that she yeah. has that moment where she's like, y- it was the other thing, you know, don't worry about that, darling. And then, like, a couple minutes later, she's like, Congratulations, doctor, but I don't need your serum anymore. What do you mean? Well, I've learned how to make my own. I like brains now. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't need yeah. you. I can just kill people for brains. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny movie because it seems to be anti-science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without a doubt. Anti-vanity. But it's also like anti-government structures to enforce the rules. Yeah, it's anti-peer review board. Yeah, it's very libertarian and it's uh, like... Let like, every no, Frankenstein no, do their own thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, but it did have... I, I don't know. I mean, it's anti-science in praxis, definitely. And it's understanding I, I, of it. I got the sense that in the edges there, there was this reverence for the forward momentum of like, you know, we strive towards, you know, fixing life or death or blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe it was very pointed to make Dr. Ashton's performance so beige to, to sort of highlight that sort of ambivalence, right? Sure. Like he was boring. Why not? On purpose. <laughs> I have seen this director's other movie, Escape from Safe Haven, and I don't, I don't think uh, purposeful would be how I would describe <laughs> his boring tendencies. What do you want? You mentioned a serum from a brain, from a cadaver that was obtained by perhaps illegal means. No. I have a signed affidavit from a rather despicable character. Mr. Hunter, I believe. You're through, Gregory. First, I'll get a court order barring you from the premises. Then I'm sure your various foundations will rescind your grants. And then, after we proceed with the criminal charges, I'll personally see to it that your license is revoked and you never practice medicine again. And also, uh, the movie does have the poison dollies in it. And they, that I, was I was going to say, <laughs> they kick fucking ass. Oh, 
I sure tuned out for for their performance. Oh, but there was Psych! such great match cuts. There was yeah! her starting to scream and then match cutting to the yes! lead singer screaming. Oh, no, that, that was, was cool. so great. No, that was I cool. I love that it kind of turned into a music video for a second. Yeah, there was four minutes of performance before then. Where they got a bunch of handheld cameras for the day and didn't tell the band what they were going to do. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Like, they're just like looking down the barrel of the lens being like, ha this is fun we're having. And it's like, this not only doesn't fit in the movie, but all, like, I'm rarely, I, I hate hair metal. That's really the big thing. Okay. I, I, hate, okay. I really, okay. I hate hair metal. So like, I love when it cuts to nonsense music video footage in a movie. Yeah. Except for hair metal. So that's okay. that was gonna okay. say okay. It, it's out of the realm for you, but I can see that. I'm so disappointed that you're letting so many of your opinions get in the way of your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the great scene in that band scene between the two women oh, in the, yeah. in, who are taking designer drugs in the bathroom, and uh, Elizabeth has started to turn back into her monstrous form. You know, as soon as a club gets hot, they let in the Dirge and Tunnel crowd. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. that. At every moment, as this movie went forward, it delivered more than I thought. And so long gone were the days of just, like, white people in white lab coats, in white rooms, <laughs> in media shots going... I mean, not long gone is the serum talk, but like we're, we're the cinema is now like match cutting on screams and like her head is oh, like pulsating yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, beat, yeah. right, of the song. And I'm just like, what movie is this now? <laughs> and I don't know. I'm, I just, you surprised. Can, you, yeah. You've earned a few shots of Dr. Ashton, like, you know, furrowing his brow and going, serum, serum, serum <laughs> for me, right? Oh, I also just also love the fact that that she, you know, because Ruth's going out there to seduce people and uh, maybe to kill them. I don't know. She likes the fucking. She likes the killing. Uh, you know, who doesn't? Hedonism. <laughs> I love that she gets on the dance floor and starts like 23 skidooing. <laughs> She's old. I thought that was a hilarious choice. I'm going to steal a line from the movie and say, don't you understand, Greg? It's beyond my control now. What I've become, it's my instinct to love this goddamn movie. <laughs> now that Ruth has killed Stella and taken her thoughts for food, she's left Dr. Ashton with some food for thought. <laughs> While microwaving Stella's body, he decides it's time to kill Ruth and takes the acidy attempt at a serum from earlier and attempts right. to inject Ruth while she's sleeping, but is caught in the act by faithful manservant Wilhelm. In shame, he looks down as if also at my YouTube progress bar and says, <laughs> it's not time for this injection. <laughs> and Wilhelm, ever the faithful butler, decides to stay by her side as if he understands just what Dr. Ashton is thinking. Cut to Dr. Ashton tossing and turning on a late 80s as hell black leather couch. <laughs> His dreams tormented by the hastily edited visions of Stella in all white, Ruth Elizabeth in all black, and him in a particularly smashing turtleneck sport coat combo. <laughs> because even in his guilt-ridden dreams... Dr. Ashton fucks. <laughs> he is awoken by a call from Wilhelm telling him to return quickly. Seems Elizabeth is back in her elephant man phase, and Dr. Ashton has to restrain her to the bed. 
And he better hurry, because Dr. Jermaine is being driven there by a chimney sweep with a police scanner to, quote, cut his balls off. <laughs> Speaking of nutless, Wilhelm jumps at Dr. Ashton when Aruthabeth realizes that Ashton's going to use the acid to kill her. They fight each other off, and Wilhelm takes the injection to the neck and an Alka-Seltzer to the mouth and dies a seemingly foamy death. Dr. Jermaine arrives and now's got straight-up goons Y'all said they were cops. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Which is great because Aruthabeth chases Dr. Ashton through the hospital with a murderous rage. It's a good thing Dr. Jermaine brought his goons because it's possible she may run out of orderlies and nurse techs to <laughs> slash to ribbons and punch through. <laughs> She's trying to get at Dr. Ashton. The goons shoot at her. She runs. Dr. Ashton thinks he's safe, but Ruth, Ruth, Ruth falls through the damn roof, 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 <laughs> and corners the doctor. Before she can land the final blow, she breaks down, begging for help from the man who turned her into the one version of Salma Hayek from From Ducks Till Dawn you wouldn't want to look like. <laughs> He tells her there's no way and she will always turn into this. So she then pleads with him to let her go and end her suffering. And he's like, what are you talking about? There's absolutely an end to this. I've got a serum for you. There's still hope. And it's like, what? what? Dude, dude, come on. He went from simp to neg in such a very small that's what his character growth is in this movie. Through an incredible transition shot around a corner, the serum does work. In fact, so does whatever serum he gave Wilhelm. Because he's back, baby, and hot again. They both are, for a moment. Because the Ruth, the Ruth, the Ruth is a dire. She pops and melts and smears across the lab floor. In his rage, Wilhelm Glott grabs a volumetric flask, smashes it like a beer bottle on the side of the table, and stabs Dr. Ashton in the heart. He tells the hair doctor farewell, and Dr. Ashton dies, knowing that Wilhelm moves on as the proof that he did not, in fact, fail. Then Jermaine and his goons show up, do a quick, uh, what are you going to do? That's Chinatown. And we zoom in on a heart, brain, something. And yeah. Ruth, Elizabeth, someone says, whatever happens, I can't wind up any worse than I am now. Doing all the work for reviewers everywhere. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so funny if that brain or whatever was like, whatever happens, I can't wind up any worse than I am now. And then it started raining on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> great. Jamie, you bringing up her sort of autonomy in this whole thing, like to, to in a way, like she didn't know what she was getting into, but she is the sort of more autonomous actor of the, what, what one could cobble together as the plot of this movie. Right. <laughs> but what do we think this movie thinks about women? Ah, I don't know if this movie has a gender-specific viewpoint. I mean, I guess it is just making commentaries on how we as society view aging and toss, you know, people out as they get older. And it does disproportionately affect women in terms of uh, what happens to them. To be honest, 
if you were to look at it semiotically, the only thing that this movie is is pro-German. It is, yeah, <laughs> correct. Wil- Wilhelm is the only one who survives. He's the only right. one who is kind pro of butler, definitely. Squeaky, it's a pro squeak, butler, yes, movie. squeaky clean <laughs> yes. as far as like. He does all the things he's supposed to do. He presumably, at least according to some of the dialogue, this serum makes people immortal. So he not only he not only lives, but lives young forever. forever. Yeah, and also, is super strong. Is he super strong? I think he was just vi- vi- virile and young again. Like I th- he <laughs> yeah. kind of just kind of attacked back and, okay, wasn't, and yeah. wasn't a brittle bone. I man. couldn't quite tell. The, the third act really is is something else. It's fun. And it, it delivers on the chaos. It delivers on the slime. It delivers on the genetics quarterly, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> the magazine that uh, Stella is like going to apply to. I would say that that's made up. But as somebody who has a framed cover of pizza today your your <laughs> your monthly guide to pizza profits wow. what wait really there was a magazine for everybody y'all this is why print is dying because we don't have these <laughs> yeah it diversified it diversified too quick it, it, it destroyed the nucleus <laughs> stella was such an exciting death like just because it happened so quick right yeah. <laughs> a moment where she has a you know damsel scream and then we cut away and then we cut back and it's just like karate chop head off <laughs> so sweet it's where the movie becomes rickio yeah, yeah people be getting their yeah their stomachs punched out you know it's one of these things where it feels like they sure did have you know 150 dollars to make the movie they were like we'll be goddamned if we don't save 120 dollars for this final act because that's where we need it yeah because it's like where there's script writing pacing good editing lighting like all of the things work here no notes on act three (laughs) you know r.i.p stella but like do not miss her (laughs) but she does do she does do all the work right and i loved that her last scene before her death was like hey i did all of your work also (laughs) like i typed up the whole report like the thing we're going to submit to the review board uh also i wore these uh hip waders i thought that'd be helpful for when my head gets cut off just sort of collect down the easier cleanup for you and the lab we did skip the part where ashton gets attacked by the lab rat muppet that then bursts into flame for no apparent reason which i love yeah, it does spontaneously it, it spontaneously combusts. combusts it sure seemed like in that moment it was gonna get paid off and then just doesn't yeah yeah <laughs> which i kind of love like i would have liked it to pay off but no i thought she was gonna explode into flame yeah, yeah me too and the lab rat like attacks dr ashton and he, he just throws it and it's suddenly on fire i was like oh my god that's Oh, Ruth's gonna Ruth's gonna burst into the flames at the end of the movie. All right, and I quickly squirreled away the Ruth. The Ruth. The Ruth, Ruth is, is on fire. fire. <laughs> I, was like, I had to change. Okay, I had to change yeah, it but it did minute. not happen. After she kills Stella, he like restrains her. Right, he tries to kill her, and then yeah, he's be- Doctor Ashton kills this lady. Right, yes, she becomes a uh, her yeah. vanity and and whatever inner. But he could have been a strong doctor and not done this to her. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and I suppose, you know, she forces his hand by threatening to withhold funding, but it's like... But, like, the Hippocratic Oath is also a thing, so... (laughs) He and and Wilhelm are such 
simps for this lady. Yeah, yeah, and true. I it, it made me realize that after the first set of murders, when she's in bed being like, you know, murders happen. It was the other thing. Also, I'm gonna do it. Also, it was sort of your fault, and we're in this together, right? <laughs> He had brought her a giant Valentine's Day box of candy. I and missed that. I was like, God, that guy's oh, such yeah. a simp. Yeah. But that is a misleading word, simp, because that is a very complicated set of emotions, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy who brings chocolate to the, the, the murder monster. It's not simple. He's created a monster. He's fucked an old lady. He's, he's grinding up brains to make his bread. He's got, he's got a very inappropriate relationship going on with his uh, med tech. It's all, it's very complicated, his simping. Murder! Will, I thought you were, whatever you injected me with seems to have worked in unexpected ways, Herr Doctor. Young. Willie. Ruth. I'm all right, Willie. The supposedly melty yeah. death of Wilhelm. Chekhov's acid that gets stabbed <laughs> into Wilhelm turns out to actually be the best of all the serums. And it's like, yes, it worked. It's just sulfuric acid or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> no, I think it was the serum. There was a moment. It was like a blip. But there's a moment earlier when he's like tired and he's working on the serum and he forgets to put in a thing to the serum. And Stella's like, doctor, you forgot to put in the thing. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm too tired. And he walks right, away. And, he and then it, it over bubbles. And it goes, yeah, it goes sizzles. Oh, yeah. And okay. I you know think that's that. But you know who that was? You know, that was the drug addict's heads. Oh, was that it? Was <gasps> that, and, you know, the Wait. way this movie goes like, and, I, you know, I know it said he forgot something, too, but that was the one part of, you know, the continually repeated lore in this movie. <laughs> Don't hide reactionary right-wing ideology towards addiction in your goofy 50s pastiche movie, right? Like, I didn't need that when they were like, you know, we, the you know, drug these addicts guys got all, less all brain. used drugs, so they were real dopes. They barely had any brain to scoop out, right? Like, you know, whatever. Didn't need it. Didn't like it. But... It was that it brain was juice. their brains. Pro-heroin yeah. movie. Got it. Got it. Pro-heroin <laughs> movie. Uh, but, but the Wilhelm comes back all youngified now. Ish. Or, you know. <laughs> Youngish. Uh, yeah, yeah. As they tell us. He's, he's still a few years away from an AARP card now. <laughs> but it really locked in for me. It's like, wow, Ruth. She had a type. Yo, they look. Yeah, that's true. The looks so fucking similar, looked exactly the same. Oh my they, god, they had the same hair. That, that yeah, that type was New Yorker cartoon of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that is what now today, Jack Nicholson now. I was wondering, does it then also reverse menopause? <laughs> did, did, like did they like in that moment I don't like, know we only tested it on one human subject over the course of a week how do we answer these questions yeah, it's, it's to say it's to say that like if she had stayed alive and you know nine months later there's like a an anti-goo monster then that would have been a cool movie I would have yeah. done that yeah. <laughs> the rejuvenator junior <laughs> the rejuvenator so she dies right she just like pops and it's so great like oh yeah the, the meltiness the corpse they cut to on the ground is so the, like sweet. deflated is, like yeah total it's just like brought to hell looking 
Yeah, very doom. But it's like, what is going on? Why did we zoom in on that organ at the end? Why did no we zoom idea. in on that little heart <laughs> or a, kidney or stomach? Certainly not brain. Yeah. Why did we, yeah, this like clump of meat on Because her brain dissolves. We watched it dissolve. Her whole body is gone. Yeah, I've been, maybe it was just as a bookend to what he found with the rat in the beginning of the movie. I don't know. I sure, don't. I sure do guess that they cut it together. It kind of ends on a downer, and the producer went, what, what if this is a hit, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> we need, like, a retcon to make sure that she can come back to, oh. you know? I think, okay. I think that that's a hedging of bets for what they were hoping to be a much more commercially viable movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in the sequel, they yeah. could be like, and her brain survived. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'd okay. call the sequel just re-rejuvenate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would just be keep adding so great. Instead numbers to the back half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re-re-re-re-re. Re-re-re-re. 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 Oh, well, we could have had. <laughs> like emails. That's the, 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 the fourth yeah. one would be R-E forward, re Forward, forward, re-re-forward, rejuvenator. It's, it ends with a money shot. It blows its load in a really... The, when that pus just erupts <sighs> out of the top of her head, like straight yeah. up into the air. Like a geyser, like fucking old reliable... Free you could have shown me truly nothing up until you could have shown me an hour 20 minutes of like house paneling just paint literally drying and if it if the camera then panned over and a monster went what's happening to me and then popped i would have been like great movie actually really good actually super super good movie that description i like more because it doesn't set up any expectation, right? It subverts <laughs> expectations. <Yeah. laughs> this movie does it. This movie goes, we're going to show you some goo, but you got to fucking blue ball it for a while. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I don't like it when I got a blue ball it movie. That's fair. Why don't, why don't you just like be a regular movie and then shove monster stuff in? Don't go... We've got monsters for you after the break. (laughs) After you eat eat your vegetables. Yeah. Oh, no, I still see another pea under that, under the mashed potatoes, young man. You can't get your special effects where the basis is mostly pudding till you eat your meats. (laughs) At that end where she has the doctor cornered and she's about to, uh, you know, mama had a baby and his head popped off him. And... She then like breaks down and you know her, her humanity comes through and is just like, uh, help me, please. You did this to me. I just want to go back to the way things were. And he and he in the just the turn of a dime goes, There's no hope. And she goes, Well then kill him. And he goes, like, but you can't give up hope. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> the serum works now. Oh, did I not mention that? I fixed the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> also, he totally didn't. She blew up. <laughs> she exploded. She yeah, blew I up. Could... His mistake was the right one. The one that he, he really I mean, is a bad doctor. He He's really a is a terrible doctor. doctor. Well, he was too busy opening up buildings and naming them after himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Pawning off work on his intern. <laughs> Taking all the credit. I thought it was just movie convenience that the scene of him figuring it out was looking at a computer screen with his hand on his forehead and then going, I got it. I got it. But that also could have been all the work he did. Right? We might have seen the whole process. Was. He kept he kept being like, "I got to do this thing," and then he'd sit down and go, 
I gotta make a sandwich. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like every screenwriter, every person who ever needed to do a thing. I, I looked at the computer. I, I must have done some work. The screen said right here, serum finished. <laughs> yep. Cool. Great. We're good. <laughs> well, that's good. Thanks, Clippy. <laughs> I see you're I trying, see you're to, make trying to make a serum. Oh, God. We love, we love, we we love, love Clippy. Clippy on this jokes. We love Clippy jokes. We love Clippy. Well, in this, in this, in our case, he would be Quippy. But <laughs> God, what happened here? Jesus Christ! What happened here, Lieutenant? This will never be allowed to happen again. Forever young. <laughs> I wanna be yes. forever young. Yes. Forever young. I don't care if my hands get gooey. <laughs> I'll do it forever young. Eating your brain <laughs> to stay forever young, forever young. End up a smear on a lab floor, but I'll be forever young. <laughs> Rip off report card. The Rejuvenator Rip Off Report Card is brought to you by Wilhelm's ability to stay up all night. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, how did that guy never see? He just like walked into his boss's bathroom without knocking. Very weird. Screenwriter Simon Nocturne may well be one of genre cinema's lesser known personalities, but many familiar with the history of exploitation filmmaking will no doubt know at least parts of his legacy. While his filmography as producer and director includes genre fare like the 3D slasher Silent Madness and the George Kennedy Lance Henriksen biker gang pick Savage Dawn, he got his start as producer and president of August Films, a production and post-production company which was involved in buying foreign films, recutting them, and adding new footage. Sound familiar? <laughs> Some such films were Sonny Chiba's Karate Kiba, which became The Bodyguard, a movie called Cowards that became Love in 72, and The Broad Connection, which became That Man is Pregnant! Exclamation point. Uh, next week's episode. <laughs> Most famously, however, was 1976's Snuff, a Roberta and Michael Finlay shot in Argentina splatter flick originally titled Slaughter, that was shot in 1971 and was loosely based on the Manson murders. Now, the original distributor, Alan Shackleton, bought the rights but ultimately shelved the film when he saw apparently no distribution potential until 1975 when he read an article about supposed snuff films coming out of South America. Now, Nocturne was hired to direct a new fake ending, which was shot in a verite style that looked like a snuff film, where the film originally shot was abruptly cut to the supposed film crew of the film Slaughter, killing and dismembering a woman. To pump up the publicity, Shackleton then hired fake protesters to picket the theater showing the <laughs> film, which in turn caused real protesters to show up and picket. This ultimately caught the ire of the New York <laughs> District Attorney, who, after a month-long investigation, determined that the film's ending was indeed fake. In New York, the film outgrossed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for three straight weeks. Whoa! Fuck yeah. After August Film shuttered, Simon Nocturne founded Katina Productions in 1989, 
which still miraculously exists today and operates out of New York, LA, and Mexico, providing wow. production and post-production services and under their recent projects tab, boasts titles like The Whale, Midsomar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and somehow Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Though it doesn't list the capacity mm. to which these services were employed. <laughs> and that has been the Rejuvenator ripoff report. I did not have a connection between this film and everything everywhere all at once on my bingo card. <laughs> I I just in another life, I just want to give you serum until you turn into a monster and goo and that's all. <laughs> All right, Rejuvenators, before we're late for our Botox injections, our collagen peels, and our microwave incinerations, please <laughs> tell me what may end up from Rejuvenator on the final test. Twas beauty killed the gooey, huge-headed <laughs> foam rubber beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I still loved it. I can get down with... 80s going back to the 50s, right? Which was also the trajectory of the woman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the country uh, oh. since then, currently. <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> what is happening to me? Complications! A.K.A. my explanation for why I'm not in the last 15 minutes of this podcast. Bye! <laughs> Thank you so much, classmates, for tuning in to another episode of Video High. Thank you so much to our teacher, Philip Marlowe. Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our theme music. Justin Ferrero of the Rizzos did our bed music. Additional music in this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com and Ann Shearer did our logo. And thank you to the entire Video High crew, Greg Hansen, Casey Regan, Josh Roth, and me, Jamie Kennedy. On our next episode, it's our third birthday and we're celebrating in the only way we know how, by returning to the Strike Commando well with 1987's Delta Force Commando. Jakarta! Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love you all. Sorry Love that you. I had to dash, uh, but we'll, we'll chat right, about... Now it's the now it's the boys thing. club. Yeah, the boys club. Now it's a podcast, baby. <laughs> that's, that's what a group, a group of men is called a podcast. <laughs> Simple Equations Podcast Network. <laughs>